Hey, hey, wizards, and welcome back to the Wizard of Pecan podcast. This is Naim, your host today. We have an extra special guest on Leila Pamper. She is the CEO of Process Rewind. She's a content creator, influencer, and YouTuber. Leila helps small teams uh, systematize their entire team operations by mastering ClickUp. Leila, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So the reason why wanted you specifically to have you on is um, right before hitting recording, as I was saying, we were like looking up um, our team uh, internally, our agency, we were looking up really how to systematize our own processes as well, right? And we were looking into who is best on ClickUp and ClickUp was our choice of two, right? And then it was Leila, Leila, everyone on the team is like, Leila, Leila, check out her videos, you know, and it's like, wow, this girl really knows what she's talking about, right? And I really love the way how you simplify things, yet not oversimplify them. So making them understandable also for the beginners, right? We were beginners of this. We are not necessarily beginners in the industry, but when it comes to project management, uh, it's a lot of things that are inside your hand and you just don't know how to, okay, what's the first thing? How to prioritize things, right? Because if you're starting with the wrong things, even they are super important, it's not the right thing to start with right so that's why i wanted to have you on the show to first off understand what project management is understand how a newbie or beginner of project management can really use ClickUp as well and yeah to share your knowledge obviously well no pressure on that one no every time pressure. someone says they've watched a video before <laughs> having us on i'm like oh no are you here to tell me what's gone wrong <laughs> yes yes <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it right yeah um yeah, I think the project management puzzle for folks who are just getting started, I think oftentimes we look at it as this big, scary mountain of mm -hmm. this thing that we're never going to have until we're a 300 person company. And it's yeah. just impossible until that point. And I think one thing you alluded to is, you know, how do you get started? What's the first move? And to me, the best way we can get started on project management or process management of any kind is to simplify the actual technology part, right? Like what you described of getting it out of your head, that's the stuff where I think folks, when you're getting started, you wanna spend your energy. But let's keep where you're putting it and how your technology is set up pretty simple so you can focus all your energy on what do I actually need to do? What is most important? No technology is gonna answer that for you. So if we can keep the tech simple, we can focus in on the stuff that really matters, which are the systems and prioritization matrices that we create. 100% and I love it and especially because we were talking just touching base a bit of, on ClickUp so we are internally using ClickUp but my question and one one of our best employees ever teammates I cannot call her employee she was like ask her why ClickUp ask her why ClickUp so why did you chose ClickUp <laughs> yeah we get this question a lot so um <laughs> I'll tell you the I'll tell you the, uh, the official reason. I'll tell you the secret reason I haven't really shared anywhere. So to, for the uh, Wizard of Ecom focus here. Um, so the current reason why we're using ClickUp today is because I still think it is currently in this moment, the most competitive tool, the most bang for your buck for the sub hundred person teams. I just think it's got a lot of power. Cost-wise, it's accessible. Feature-wise, it's accessible. You can do more with it than just about anything else at this price point and for the size of business. But if you want the funny behind-the-scenes story, yeah, I'll just share that. Um, the reason I started covering ClickUp is because um, I actually just really liked it personally. I thought it was a cool tool. 
And at the time I was working with clients focused on process stuff. So workflow mapping, defining your service delivery structure, and nobody wants to hear about content related to, you know, process stuff. It just wasn't sexy. And I told my team this the other week, I was like, you know, I was trying to make content about broccoli and no one cares about broccoli. And so when ClickUp came out and I really found myself enjoying it, I was using it with clients to put their processes into, I was like, hmm, this ClickUp thing's pretty sexy. No one's teaching people how to use this. And if I put the broccoli into the macaroni and cheese that is this software, all of a sudden I'm helping people eat their vegetables, but in a platform and with keywords that people really are interested in. So for us, that's kind of, that's the behind the scenes of how it happened. I really was passionate about this process and systems area and you got to give people what they want and then give them what they need. And that's kind of how it happened at the beginning. Um, It's been a quite a journey since then though. Yeah, I love it. And yes, I am one of those who ate both the cheese and the the broccoli. So I love it, love it, love it. Um, so yeah, that's a great way also how to see things. And as I was mentioning that in your bio, you're also a content creator. So I see nowadays it's really important to understand not only that I'm serving the broccoli and I'm going to choke you by eating the broccoli because that's what I'm serving, right? But making it like keyword friendly so you understand also that side because content creation is not only just creating something that you like but also something that is on high demand so I love that approach so now that we understand why ClickUp and how did ClickUp in and thank you so much for sharing the behind the scenes story I love those right most people are just like no very like rational and they are not sharing this so I really appreciate you being a vulnerable quote-unquote there right so let's start how to drive really into project management when you start from scratch. Let's imagine since we're talking e-commerce, most people who are starting in e-commerce, they are like the one-man show who is wearing like 15 hats and they have to do all things and all things are 100% priority. Yeah, where do you get started? Yes. Okay, so um, the first thing I always suggest people do when it comes to project management, and I'm going to use a few synonyms here. So like task management, project management, I'm going to treat those kind of interchangeably. Um, but what I would start with is setting a container. Now I get it for your Amazon sellers, for anyone who's starting a business, a side hustle, that container could be a hundred hours a week. But I think it's important that we start off by setting one, deciding how much time do we have between ourselves and anyone that we can hire from the get-go, which for that solo seller, it's probably just them. How much time do they have after work or in their time in order to do it? Let's set that first. What I like to do with this is to view that as my fixed capacity. It's like a box that I can fill with things. Like if you're moving, you've got that moving box. Now, once you have your box and you've set it, we start putting stuff in the box. And that's what I think most task and project management is. It's just filling your time in the most intentional way possible. If we just start reacting, we start doing the things that are scary or shiny, or we're just kind of impulsively deciding where we spend our time. It's kind of like packing that moving box and throwing in coat hangers and blankets. And no one would want to move their house like that. You want to be very intentional with how you would pack that box. And to me, that's what project management looks like. So how do we do this in an actual application? Um, I do have a ClickUp mock account up here that I'm happy to share if you'd be up for that. Okay, cool. Um, but what I, oh, it's disabled here. So I'll 
just a second let me sure. make sure that i shared also like most of our listeners are going to hear this so they're not going to watch it so if you can please okay. make sure just that to describe it so they can also understand what we are talking about sounds good thank you there we right. go uh let me get this up here sure all right so I'll pick up where we left off. So once you have your box and you're kind of convinced and you believe that, hey, you know, I need to fill this box in a smart way. What we want to start thinking about is what are the categories of things we can fill that box with? If you are moving house, that might be delicate glassware, clothing, blanket. You've got these different categories. When it comes to your Amazon seller business or your side brand or your side hustle, it's the same thing. And I think for a lot of people, we get distracted by all the shiny objects, you know, all the amazing content you guys put out here on the podcast and the YouTube channel. There's so much we can do that it can feel hard when you're getting started to categorize it. So if it's all right, I'm just going to give you the categories. So you can just eliminate the stress from your journey. And I'm going to give you four categories that everything can go into. Okay. All right. So the four categories are emergencies, routines tasks planned and ideas. Everything that you might need to do, every project, every task, every everything fits into one of these four categories, whether you know it or not. And when folks, you know, I said earlier on that sometimes we need a simple structure to be able to focus on our content. This is what I'm referring to. So each of these four have a different meaning and help you prioritize without having to reinvent the wheel or constantly get distracted. For most folks getting started with project management, this is, but what I described here is what I'd recommend. Find your box, figure out how big it is, how much time you have, figure out all the things you want to do and categorize them. And then you start filling the box, which is kind of the next step. Now I'm kind of going down a rabbit hole here. Are you still with me? I am hundred percent. And this is exactly what I was saying by simplifying while it's super intelligible, what you're saying. Yes, exactly. So we have the box and we understand that that's brilliant. Yes, please go on. <laughs> Absolutely. So for anyone who's on the podcast side, know that on the YouTube version of this, you can see this, but for people watching on the video formats of this interview, you can also check out exactly what I'm showing, but the four categories, I'll just define them here because I hope that everyone who's listening to this, who's trying to get their, their Amazon business to the next level, they can walk away and be able to implement this and not have to, you know, spin their wheels. So the first category of things that we all have are emergencies. These are things that happen to us. This is when Amazon flags your account. This is when you get a um, trademark infringement. When scary things happen and you have to respond to them, that's an emergency. This is where your energy is going to be the most wasted because if we're not careful, we can spend a lot of time in emergency and firefighter mode. And for most people new to business, this is what they assume all of business is, frantically helping prevent or uh, fix issues that have already happened, reacting, reacting, reacting. And that's a really tiring place to be. So that's the first section. And that's kind of where I want us to get out of if you're trying to be more intentional about your project management, more intentional about packing that box. So what are the other options? Well, to the opposite extreme of emergencies are these things I call task plans. Some people call them growth tasks. Some people call them rocks. The idea behind this is the exact opposite of reactive issues. These are things that you wanna do in order to make your business stronger, your life better, your brain calmer. This is the things like creating a list of all the keywords you're trying to rank for, 
This is setting up that Google Data Studio report. These are the things that help you run your business and prevent those reactive emergencies and bugs. So, so far we have two categories, reactive, which is like issues, emergencies, firefighting, and proactive, which is planning, anticipating, doing the things you hear on, on channels like this and podcasts like this, where they're telling you how to build a sustainable entity. And routines are smacked out in the middle, which I think probably gets a bit out of project management, but I feel like is the glue that holds it all together. 100%. Oh, I love it. And this is so, as I was saying, I love that it's so simple, but it's so like concise and precise. And this is really a way how to visually you can see things, right? So I know it for the first one year or so on, it was really emergency, 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 emergency. And honestly, you are burning out because one, you're going to always make sure that, hey, everything is handled. But on the other side, you cannot grow. You cannot understand what you're doing, what's working, right? What's working, what's not working? What what are the things that you should be scaling, right? So I love that you put it like simplified in such an easy way when it's like, you know, the light bulb, which is like went off. Yes, exactly. That's it, right? So love it. All right, so emergencies, test planned, and then routine tasks. All right, so the routine tasks, I see you have it here. Routine tasks would be the ones that it's like on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, maybe yearly basis. Are these the ones that we are talking about? Absolutely, yeah. I think what you described at that startup phase of everything is a crisis, we've yeah. all been there or we're gonna be there. Yeah. Um, I think as the business matures, all these kind of proactive projects you're doing, they're helping you establish what's normal. What is your day-to-day? -day? What are the things you can do on a repeating basis, like you said, to keep chaos from happening, to keep the doors open, to keep new products being released, to keep your listings high in the search results. Um, and that's what routines are. So these are the things that, you know, it's kind of like your chores for the business. These are the areas where you can delegate first, you can scale the most, you can cut costs the most. This is the real opportunity area for smaller teams, particularly. Mm -hmm. All right. So because you touched base a bit on this, this is something that you would first delegate then routine tasks. Absolutely. Yeah. I think a lot of folks, especially, you know, in a space we're talking about here, you guys are starting by yourself. I've mm -hmm. been there too. And the limit is always your time. So the mm -hmm. first thing you want to do for project management is find ways to buy time. You can't buy time if you don't know what you're buying what they need to do. If it's constant emergencies, you can't hire somebody to put out fires that you don't know what they're gonna be. <laughs> it's yes. very hard. Exactly. Um, and so those routines are where I would start for that piece. I love it, this is brilliant. All right. More, give me more, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So well, I'll give you one more then. Is that good? good. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give you one more on this piece because I think, you know, everything we're going to talk about for the rest of this, this chat and other content here on this, this platform, uh, is probably going to feed into the very last one, uh -huh. this guy. Um, right. I don't know about you, but especially on, you know, weekends or when I'm walking my dogs, I have ideas for my business, for my next business, for, you know, ideas are the nature of the game, that next product, that next, whatever. And the last kind of category of stuff we have to fill our box is the stuff that we think is cool. It's something we could do, but not necessarily now. And while these three other categories are where we're going to be spending our time, for 90% of ideas we have, we're not going to do them yet. <laughs> we're going to put them right here in this not yet in a box pile. So if we're packing our house, this is like the pile of stuff we still need to pack, but we're not sure when. Um, 
I think ideas is a really good area for any of your visionary leaders to really take advantage of. Ideate, come up with a thousand new ideas for products, but then don't commit to all a thousand. We only want to use these other three areas for something where we're like, that's a great idea. That's the best way I could spend my time right now. I'm putting it in the box. For everything else, uh, the staging area is really nice. And that's the last little category I'll talk to. Mm-hmm. I love it. All right. So I think that this is very, very important, especially because I think most of the time what's happening whenever you're starting is you don't realize that ideas are not emergencies or you you sometimes it's like, hey, this is a great idea. We should just act on it right away. Right. And even again, even if we are not really at the beginning of our like journey, this year, for me personally, it was a lot of, I treated ideas as emergencies, right? Which is like, maybe you should know better, but no, the idea is that knowing exactly, hey, that's an idea. It's not an emergency. I think it's crucial, especially when things got hard, like very hard sometimes, right? There are so, so many fires that you are just like, oh, okay, what to do now, right? So ideas and emergencies, I think that here, I, I love that you added this here because people should really understand that those are ideas for the next phase, they are not emergencies, right? So I love that. Right? Yeah, and I think the the separation of those, yeah. I think is it speaks to your experience, but I don't mm. think most people see that. You know, you want to talk about mistakes or tips related to project management. It's not viewing the brainstorming as separate from the doing. What I see yeah. in folks like yourself, when you get to that level where you're like, oh, I've got this, it's having a very clear wall between, all right, brainstorm time versus doing. When we're constantly questioning what we're doing, that's exhausting. We're constantly going back. Our to-do list never ends. It keeps growing. Uh, so I think what you've hit on there is like the the milestone that most of us are trying to achieve when it comes to this beginner step or these early steps of getting out of, you know, reacting to mm-hmm. feeling like we're in control. Yeah, love it. Great, awesome. Uh, and you were saying there's one more here that you wanted to share, or it's just the the ideas was the last one just double checking that we are going through all the phases because he is like she very beautifully like created here a click up page and everything it's like presented so that's why <laughs> yes these are the main four sections your ideas where everything mm-hmm. goes to battle it out and then the three types of things that go in your box that you actually do mm-hmm. and that's it it's it's like simple <laughs> love it all right so now that we understand that the, there are like four different boxes that you should place things in um, when it comes to ClickUp as project management tool, which are the things that you would advise someone, especially at the beginning, to do? Reason why I'm asking, this is also for us. So we love ClickUp, we love the interface. But honestly, for three months, four months, we were lost in it because there are so many things that you can do. It's like, wow, you know, it's exactly that idea that turned into an emergency, right? So here, which, which are the things that one should be aware of once that they are going to start using ClickUp, which are the things that they can use in a simplified way, ClickUp, let's put it that way. Yeah. So, I mean, at this point, we've worked at Process Driven with like 1,200 or so teams or 1,700, depending on which way you count them. And we've gone through a few ClickUp setups and a few different ways of approaching it. And the structure I'm talking about here, this idea of a box with four categories, this seems to be in all of our testing, the structure Mm-hmm. That can take an organization from just from startup. It, it'll work for a startup to multi-million. I mean, we've seen this one folder be all that a multi-million dollar organization needs. 
And so um, I think the first thing I would start with is a very simple structure and not add anything else, which I don't know about you, but most people I work with, when they first get into ClickUp, they install like every template, there's 15 spaces, there's 50 folders, and then you can't find anything and you're just clicking around, which I don't really view as the intent of ClickUp. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, and where it was my to-do list. Okay, let's add it here. No, it's not there. So yeah, we've been there and we are just also like trying to simplify. But I love that that if you have this for like pillars, let's put it that way, you can really use it to any business and any project and any like new space that you're creating. So that's super, super handy. Yeah. Um, common mistakes you see newbies making when they start with project management and also let's, let's start with project management and then project sure. management via ClickLab maybe. Sure. Uh, so project management wise, I think the biggest mistake I see is the piece we touched on of not separating, thinking about things and doing things. Mm -hmm. Because if we get in a position where we just keep adding to the to-do list, morale goes down, you feel like you never accomplish anything and it's exhausting. Um, but we kind of already said that one. So I'll give you a second one here as well. So that way I'm not just copying out. I, I think the second challenge I see in project management generally is not having a, <laughs> a system for it. You know, I described here, this is both a structure and a system. It requires you to follow certain rules. And I think when we're trying to do project management, whether it's by ourselves or for a team, especially for a team, we almost need to treat it like a gym workout. You know, I'm, I'm not a gym rat. <laughs> you can probably tell that by my lack of <laughs> muscles. Um, but I would not go into a gym and just start lifting things up crazily and throwing weights around. It wouldn't be safe. It wouldn't be effective. And it would probably waste some of my time and maybe even injure me. And I think like project management is the same. If we're going to go into it at all, let's go in with an understanding of what do we want to do and what are our rules for doing it? What is our workout plan? So if our way of managing our projects is to create all the tasks here, if that's our rule, we need to follow it can't tell you how many times I've seen folks say, okay, we're going to do a project. Our rules are, it's going to be done by the end of the month. Uh, we're going to only work 40 hours and we're going to put all of our tasks in this Google doc. And then one weekend, what happens? Hmm. The project has doubled in size. The timeline has expanded by three months and half the tasks are in emails, half are in post-it notes, and the Google doc hasn't been updated in four days. Hmm. To yeah. me, that's a challenge. I think we need to give ourselves a canvas so we can paint effectively and not just uh, kind of feel it out at this scale. Mm -hmm. I see that. And I think here, like just a quick follow up, what I see most of the time, yeah, that's something super like it's happening to me as well, especially when you have a lot of ideas and you get a lot of information, a lot of like good things happening, right? A lot of yeah. watching your videos, <laughs> you know, like that's a lot of like ah, content. That's the way how I should do it. And so what I'm saying is like, you can get a lot of good things coming in. It's just like prioritizing and just sticking to the plan. I think that's what I understood so far. Like this yeah. Or figure out how to clone yourself. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if you could figure that out, do, do everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely love it. So how would one use then ClickUp when it comes to um, project management and at the beginning? We touched based on, a bit on this, but like if you have any... No, sorry. It was, I think, about mistakes that you see people see, uh, doing in ClickUp. Yes, that's the question. Yeah. So um, the mistakes I see here, I'll just go into this again, actually. Uh, so for anyone watching visually, it's here. Otherwise, I'll talk it through. But when we're inside ClickUp, the first mistake is the one that we've talked about already of overbuilding. We're like, 
we need a folder for everything. And then all of a sudden we are clicking 15 times to find anything. That's mm -hmm. mistake number one. But again, I feel like I'm cheating if I just give that as an answer. So I'll give you a second one. Um, the second mistake I see is a bit more conceptual. It's being features first rather than solutions focused. So one example of this that is really common is if I go up to the top of my account, I'm just going to change the size of this. We've got these things in ClickUp called views. And these are one of the most visually pronounced features. And so when someone sees this feature, a features first person is going to say, oh, the feature is there. Therefore, I need to create something. I need to use it. I need to have all 15 possible views created here. And to me, that's kind of silly. <laughs> when we do these kinds of use the feature just because it's there, we're kind of coming into it as with this like budget conscious mindset as if, you know, because we bought ClickUp, we need to make the most out of everything it can do. When in reality, more features just means more learning, more training, more things that can go wrong. And so the, the solution to this mistake, which is being features focused, is to think in terms of problems and solutions, which sounds basic, but actually I think is rarer. So an example of what that would look like is rather than saying, oh, there's views, I need to use them. There's dashboards, I need to use them. Look at yourself, look at your business, talk to you know people you trust and say, hey, what do you think is the worst area of my business right now? <laughs> Ask yourself or talk to somebody. For a lot of people, that'll be, in there, maybe it's content development, maybe it's quality control, maybe it's um, vendor relationships. Find the area that is the broken, the weakest link in your organization and obsess over that problem. So let's just say it is content development since we talked about YouTube. You know, ah, oh, man, I want to do more content. I never find time for it. I'm constantly missing steps in my process. I'm just winging it. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. So how can ClickUp help us solve that problem? Ah, all of a sudden I know what keywords to put in Google. I know what videos to watch. I focus myself down on an actual problem I need to solve and I'm only gonna use the features I need to solve that. So I'm learning with a purpose and I'm building based on a result I want. And to me, that's, it sounds so basic, but that's the thing that people need to switch their head around on. Not features for features sake, but solutions for problems sake. Mm. I love it. Yeah, and I, I think that also that's that's something that we we encountered. Yeah, because we are talking about views. That is something that everyone preferred one view, right? And we ended up with fifteen views. And it's like when it comes to project tracking, it's like why don't I see that you work? And they are working in a different view, right? So it's like then we decided okay everyone has to have this view everyone has the daily goals the weekly goals the monthly goals and that's the way how it's going to share like show up also for us so i think that that's really a, a good start there and also the problem solving mindset instead of um feature feature or what was it feature you were saying something really interesting. Yeah, feature focused versus feature, solution focused exactly yep. exactly that i think it's most of the time this is how people are trying to um not show their weaknesses, right? Because more features and more features and more features. No, it's simple, just do it, just one and two, right? So I love that input there. So this was great. Any quick tips and tricks uh, on simplifying project management besides everything what you gave, which is already like super simplified? I would say um, treat it like the analog systems that have worked for you before. That would be my tip. So if you are someone who previously your team, you had a whiteboard in the office, <laughs> mm -hmm. 
try to replicate what's worked for you. If you always work great with an agenda, try to replicate those elements that worked for you or the personalities on your team. I think we try to reinvent the wheel because it's in a shiny new platform and the marketers tell us it's all, you know, I think there's some really simple practices around project management that are rooted in how a person understands things and how a person's energy works. And if we can like look inward and say, oh, how do I work? And how does my team work if I have a team? That's going to help you build a system around you versus trying to jam yourself into a system that doesn't work for the way your brain works. So that'd be my tip. Listen to yourself. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. All right. Are there any questions that I should have asked and I haven't at this point? Uh, you know, I think we've hit on a lot of the big things. And I guess the only thing that we didn't quite touch on is where do you go from here? Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the only thing I would say is, you know, when we're talking about this project management stuff, we're talking about tasks, all that good stuff. I want us to all view this as like a foundation. This is a stepping stone, but this isn't the end. Yeah. We can start talking about, you know, process, delegation, automation. That's what you're going to unlock. That's the carrot at the end of this journey. So as much as we're talking about this here and there's people who are going to be like, oh, that sounds like work. Why would I do that? That's the light at the end of the tunnel that I think we can lose sight of that's scale is down that tunnel. Um, if we can just get our steps moving in that direction. 100% love it. That's a great input there. So to be super respectful of your time before we're wrapping up a few questions that I love to ask all my guests. First one goes like this. What is a $50 or less investment you recently made that made you better at project management? Honestly, I think one of the, uh, best investments I have made at project management would actually be an alarm clock. So an anal, like an actual alarm clock, they still exist. Who knew not your phone. Um, and I think setting up my, my person to be in the right state of, of mind, being awake for one thing at the right times and setting that schedule that has probably made the biggest difference in anything else in my life. So I'm going to say alarm clock. Love it, love it, love it. You know what? Like we we also had previously a guest, and I'm just looking to my it's like big alarm clock. You know, (laughs) we are not using anymore the phones. But you know what? (laughs) Recently, for the past one month or so on, we've been using the phone, and it's so you like we can use snooze, and it's like no, I don't want snooze. The big alarm clock doesn't have snooze. You know, so we're going to get back to that. So thank you so much for this input. All right, off the wall. Of the world, yeah. So which are the top three favorite books and why do you love them? Um, I would say my top three, <laughs> it's funny. I, I should probably give business books. So I'll, I'll give business books first. I would Whatever. say, oh, okay. Well, yeah. let me give you the, the favorite not or fiction book I'm reading right now, which is mm-hmm. actually a uh, player one. It's one of the best selling books right now. It's a, a goofy dystopian book about video games and a metaverse basically taking over the world. I just love it. It's so imaginative. I'm someone like many who didn't do much reading post-college and I'm kind trying to climb back into that thanks to some audiobooks and a library, Libby, uh, whatever it's called, membership. And that has probably been the book. So I would say player one. Uh, <laughs> the next book I would say is The Goal. So I'll do a businessy book here. That was the book that changed everything for me and helped me actually understand what a process is, which sounds basic, but Given the name of my business now is process driven. You can imagine that was pretty informative. Um, 
And I guess the third book I would say would probably be Scaling Up. That's a, a book that was instrumental in my development in various ways, but one of which was just the content itself. It gives you this mindset of trying to look at your business as pieces, which worked really well. It's these pillars and that kind of connected to me quite a bit. Love it. I have not read so far Scaling Up, so that's my that goes on my list. But it's, it's definitely. Nice. Yeah, that's really good. It's nice that you also gave uh, the Ready Player One. I, I watched the movie, so I love it. <laughs> it's good yeah. that you you have the patience to read the book. That's that's brilliant. <laughs> well, I'm listening to the book. Does that listening. really count? I'm going to yeah, say 100%. it counts. 100%. Yes, okay, 100%. good. <laughs> All right. So thank you so, so much for being on the show. This was amazing. Last question is how can people get a hold of you and your services, your YouTube channel? Just letting us know, like, how can they do that? Yeah. So if anyone's interested in kind of getting their ClickUp set up, getting their work management tool set up, really, whatever it is, and you want to get your processes in order, that's kind of what I do for a living, despite, you know, mm -hmm. put a lot of YouTube content out there. <laughs> so uh, folks can find that at processdriven.co slash wizards dash of dash ecom. Yeah, we, we're really creative with the slug there. Um, and I can provide that link too, so it can go wherever it needs to go. But that's where you can find out more about what we're up to, what we believe, and how it all comes together to set your business up for scale. 100% awesome. Thank you so, so much. So it was, as I was saying, it was a pleasure to have you on the show and just keep up with the amazing content. Love your content. Hopefully, hopefully you're going to like weekly, like going to produce videos because I know this is like a pain sometimes, right? <laughs> so <laughs> it takes time as much fun as it is, oh, but yes. it takes time. So thank you so, so much for that. And for our lovely listeners, thank you so much for staying with us. See you next Wednesday. Thank you.